Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. How are you, Norvell? Good, good. Can't complain. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Um, So tonight on our show, we are going to talk about millennials and throwback, which is crazy to think that we're even old enough to talk about throwbacks. But um, this topic came about from a conversation I had a few months ago with some friends about, you know, how things used to be when we were younger. And I thought it would be kind of a cool thing to talk about with everyone else of things we had, toys, um, movies, cultural customs, whatever. Um, I'm assuming I was born in 93, so I can kind of talk about the 90s, but I, is anyone, was was anyone born in the late 80s? I was born in 88, so. Okay. Okay, um, so I wanted to first talk about, like, some of the toys that we can all remember from the good old days that we don't have anymore. So is there anything you can instantly think of, Norvell, that you used to play with as a kid that really isn't around anymore? You know what got really, really crazy? And I just saw this, like, just now when you said toys. You remember yo-yo? <laughs> Like yo-yos used yeah. to be like a huge thing. <laughs> like used to be doing all types of tricks with them, man. That is crazy. That I just remember yo-yos. Yeah, yo-yos was like the the toy I can remember. The first thing like comes to mind. I had a bunch of them. They're like all like trash now. I can't believe you know where they're <laughs> at. But yeah, yo-yos what were, a the, simple... were the stuff back then simple concept of a toy too like just a plastic like a spindle basically and string yeah I don't I don't know how like fats like that got crazy like I think the equivalent of like this this newer generation would be like those fidget spinners like what is the point of a fidget spinner like what is that thing like what what does it do but it just got so popular so fast they were all over the place I think it's very similar yeah. to what happened with yo-yos. Yeah, I was never on the fidget spinner phase, so I'm not exactly sure why. But, yeah, I definitely agree that they're pretty similar. My favorite toy that I had was a Game Boy. And I, I think those might still be around now or some kind of version of them, but... Definitely, like, the old-school Nintendo Game Boy. Mine was Turquoise, and I used to play Pokemon on it, which was my favorite game of all time. And I used to collect the Pokemon cards when I was a kid, too, which I still have because I hopefully will one day sell them to contribute <laughs> to my <laughs> to contribute to my retirement fund. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you were gonna uh, say that. I'm gonna say I had I had the entire book too. Like I had every Pokemon known the known the man, every Pokemon card. My mom used to work at a toy store when I was a kid for a brief time. And like probably every week, she would bring me home like a few packs of uh, Pokemon cards. So I collected them. You know, I had all of the like the battle Pokemon cards. Then I had the ones I was collecting, mm-hmm. and I hate that I don't know where they are now. It burns me up every day. You know, I shed a tear to think <laughs> that, you know, I don't have those Pokemon cards anymore. It just, it sucks. It sucks. But, yeah, I was yeah. keeping Pokemon, too. I had a Game Boy. I had all of the uh, Pokemon cartridges, like, all of my Pokemon on level 100. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that was my thing, too. I was definitely there with that. Do you remember when the Pokemon movies came out and they sold those, like, gold tablets? I can't. Oh, they're like cards. Hey, Shandrea. Yeah, you can hear me now. 
I know exactly what you mean. About gold-plated Pokemon cards. Yes, yes. Oh, I yeah. had like two of them, and I don't have those anymore. But oh like man, they used to come those? in like Burger King like, Happy Meals. And uh, yeah, everything. from like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they knew marketing. They knew children. They knew how they to get up. You know. My kids are going to hate me. My kids are going to hate me. I'm never letting them eat fast food. Like, I know what that stuff does to you. But it's so hard because they just want the toys. Maybe I'll just, like, meet them in the middle Best and say, hey, you know, I'll go get you the toy. You can't eat the food, but mm-hmm. I'll go get you the toy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if your kids, grandparents, or anything like my granny is for my daughter, you don't really get a say in what they eat. Because they're going to get them what they what will keep them quiet. Because grandparents are not going to argue with their kids. They're going to feed them full of candy and junk food and then send them back to you all wired up. Oh, yeah. Did your granny have those? We were... Uh, that purse with the, the candies in it. It's like those signature yeah, candies. Those that... candies? What were those? Yeah. What, like, where what? do they sell those at? I've never no seen one them knows. in a store before. I've never seen them in a store, like, ever. That's no, crazy. No, just a grandma purse candy. I think when you become yeah, a grandma, know. they just magically appear in your purse. <laughs> oh, man. So very... Yeah, so what was your favorite toy, Shandrea, that you can think of that you had as a kid? I loved playing jacks when I was a kid. <laughs> and I know that is probably oh one of the lamest toys. That's, that's different for sure. <laughs> I, I love playing jacks. Like, I only, like, got the little whatever cost a dollar at the store and would get me to leave my mom alone. Like, those were the toys that I had. So, yo-yos, I always had a yo-yo. And <laughs> I was just playing with a yo-yo in the bookstore the other day. So, it was I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That you brought up yo-yos, but yo-yos, jacks, like little simple Dollar General ninety-nine cent toys were my favorite toys when I was a kid. And I don't ever see jacks anymore now. And I would love to teach Bria how to play jacks, but who who sells that? What I was the only child playing jacks in the nineties, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like those toys like people bought but never knew how to play. So I know that it's like that for me, like marbles. Like I used to buy like mm-hmm. a ton of marbles. I don't even know how to play marbles. Like how do you play with marbles? Right. Like I don't know. <laughs> Same thing with jacks. I'm like I, I just I just don't know how to play with these. I have them, but <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with them. Make up my own game. I also my just favorite used to have the Pokemon cards too. Oh, go ahead, oh, Megan. You still have. Do you still have them? No, I don't. Because like a couple, like I made my grand, my granny buy all the cards for me, and as soon as I had all of them and realized I didn't know how to play, I was done. <laughs> I didn't know what they were for. <laughs> I just got them to be able to brag and say I had all the Pokemon cards. It was just a power move for me. <laughs> well, I'll share my earnings when I sell all of mine in like fifty years. <laughs> Leave me out. Leave me out. I'll probably go into depression if you tell me. I had so many Pokemon cards. It's terrible. I had all the holographic cards. Oh, man. Oh, man. The holographic. Yes, I remember those. Oh, yeah. I was the man back then. That was like my thing. Like, I was always like a nerdy kid, you know, so I wasn't pretty popular, you know, but when Pokemon cards mm-hmm. were in, I was the man. You know, everybody wanted to be my friend. <laughs> I had all the Pokemon cards. So did you um, watch the show to know what they were used for? Like, so if you got in a duel with somebody, you you had the cards that you needed. You were that kid. Yeah, so it's, like, different. Like, a lot of people just have them just to collect them, just to look at them. So I had, like, a, a book, you know, with, like, all of the Pokemon cards, like, numbered. I think they went up to, like, the first the first release of, like, all the Pokemon went up to, like, I think, like, 100 maybe, maybe 300. I can't remember what the magic yeah. number was. But um, I had the book, you know, numbered 1 to 100, you know, all of them, and then all the holographics and everything. But then there's, like, decks that you use. 
to play. And then I have like mm. a separate deck for like, you know, when I'm playing because those cards you actually handle and then, you know, you use them a lot more. So I have like a separate deck for like battling. I knew all of wow. the rules. You know, I had like the game map and everything. I'm telling you, I was a man. That was my thing. Wow. Pokemon. You had your whole strategy in a lot. Like I got my playing deck and I have my look at this deck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a I was a hustler of Pokemon cards. <laughs> I, I was I was a man. I used to get uh snacks and cakes and pies and cookies every day. I'm surprised I wasn't like a pretty kid. <laughs> so I used to be getting all the sweets, hustling Pokemon cards. It's crazy. That's a good hustle. That was a good hustle back in the day. <laughs> yeah, respectable. <laughs> so Another thing that I collected when I was a kid, which I also still have, but they're not worth anything, were Beanie Babies. Mm. Do you guys have any of those? I had them, but it was just another one of those things like, oh, this is cute. And then, you know, because I was a child with a short attention span, I forgot that I had it very shortly after getting it. Yeah, that that fat bypassed me for sure. I did not own one single Beanie Baby. <laughs> not interested at all. I think that was more of a, a gender specific thing. <laughs> and I'll yeah, buy them for I, my daughter now, and I still don't know what they mean. Or like, I don't. I will never know the name of it. It's still. I still have when it comes to Beanie Babies the exact same attention span when buying them for my daughter. Like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> And then, like, I'll just find it one day in her room. <laughs> but she loves them. She doesn't know who they are because I didn't tell her that was a thing. So I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I just thought honestly... of? What? What? No, no. no. no, this is no I want to hear what you, you just thought of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys remember Nano Pets? Like a yes. little like digital like keychain thing with like a little uh-huh. e pet inside you have to oh. like feed and stuff like that. Yeah, I got her a Tamagotchi for Christmas. Yeah, those no, are pretty yeah. dead now. Oh yeah, I used to kill they every single last one of mine. I think they just started they making them, them again. I just saw them like when around Christmas time, like when I was in Target in December, and they just had they had little itty bitty pocket sized ones, and then the bigger ones that we had when we were kids. I think I didn't, I didn't have the Tamagotchi. I had a Gigapet or something like that. They had yeah, all these different names for them and everything. And again, they all died. <laughs> The yeah. very <laughs> in- irresponsible pet owner. <laughs> My daughter's the same way. <laughs> I have not yeah, heard that thing beep no. not one time. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of something that doesn't die, though, I remember having a Furby. And oh, those things never died. They all the batteries no. were were like never died. I remember I had to hide mine for a couple of weeks because they mm-hmm. it just wouldn't turn off, and so I had to put it under a blanket and like put it in the closet <laughs> so it wouldn't talk. Oh, Furbies were the worst. And the noise, like, if it just said something, it would be fine. But it has to, like, crow first and have the most annoying <laughs> voice possible when it's saying whatever it has to say. And then if you're mean to it, it's very, like, articulate about how abusive you are being to it. <laughs> Furby, Furby yeah. was, why, why did they do that? <laughs> that was a horrible thing to get that. We didn't, that, that was like, that's, it's probably the equivalent of sending a small child home with the little babies that they send you home with from parenting class. Like you have to learn yes. how to take care of this thing that's never going to shut up, <laughs> wake you up all hours of the night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was horrible. That, they, I feel like the, that was the introduction to the <laughs> Oh, that's what I was just going to say, Shandrea, like modern-day oh. Alexa, like Amazon, mm. you know, listening yes. to you and talking to you, mm-hmm. and that was the beginning. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And see, I was going to say that, 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 yeah, it is. It's real, Even the phones are creepy. That they, If your phone thinks you're saying anything close to 
Siri, if you have an Apple phone, or Google, if you have, like, an Android or something, and it's just picking it up immediately. <laughs> but I guess now our kids are getting trained with the Hatchimals, which do the exact same thing, except you program what it says, and the batteries don't last as long. Well, I don't know. I guess this one just has an off switch, but that's the modern-day Furby now. It's just called a Hatchimal, and you hatch it from an egg. <laughs> I wish I could Does remember the name. Yes, it is currently turned off and hidden. <laughs> 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 I was so mad when I found out that it was just another Furby repackaged <laughs> with different colors. I was like, why did they do this? <laughs> we got rid of Furby for a reason. There's probably a whole junkyard full of Furbies still like crowing and going off somewhere. Like miles away. <laughs> All this stuff is like cyclical. It goes away and then comes back, like right. So easily, just in a repackage and something different. Like Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> Are they bringing yes, those back now? Too. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I couldn't get one because the one that had come out that I wanted got recalled or something because it was like you could feed it stuff, but your hair could get stuck in it, and, like, it was eating little kids' hair and stuff like that. I remember that. (laughs) I think I remember that, yeah. I I never had any of that. I felt like those things were like dolls. I was never, like, interested Mm -hmm. in that that type of stuff, like the the Beanie Babies and the Furbies. Yeah, I was I wasn't really into those things, but what did they talk about video games? Back then, like wrestling toys and oh yeah, did you have action oh, figures. You just, you just opened up a whole can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> that's what was big for me. Wrestling man, that's what we, that's what we. Used I to love have. wrestling, we used to and I never call had them the wrestling man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I had a whole every wrestling man knowing the man. Me and my little brother, he's like six years younger than me, but. We were both, like, really into wrestling. We'd watch it, like, you know, every three, four times a week. And I just believed it right. so much. Like, I laugh when I look back. It's like, <laughs> dude, I thought this stuff was real, you know? know. This stuff was really happening. This is a stage play, like, legit. I had oh. all the wrestling, man. I used to be putting all of the sleeper holds and submission holds on my <laughs> little brother. Oh, mm-hmm. man. It's crazy. Man, wrestling was life back then. Yeah. I remember when wrestling was ruined for me when I saw it in real life, and I didn't have uh, Jerry and the other guy that was that did the commentary. When you couldn't uh-huh. hear them, and you just got to see like how staged it was in the ring, I was like, "Man, I've been lied to my whole life." Santa Claus wasn't real. That commentary did take it up like a, a whole, you know, one hundred percent. Like it took it up a notch for sure. They, they helped you make mm-hmm. it feel like it was real for sure. Go <clears throat> wrestling. What yeah, about TV shows? What TV shows hmm. you guys used to watch? Nick at Night was the best. It was. Yeah. Laverne at 8 o'clock. <laughs> all that. Was that, was, like, that, was that Nick at Night? Yeah. All, yep, all that. I love Clarissa all that. explains yeah, it all. Show. <laughs> yes, Clarissa. The Secret World of Alex Mack. <laughs> Oh, you guys are bringing back memories for real. <laughs> you remember, I you used remember to watch Cousin Degrassi Peter? a lot. <laughs> I, I never Degrassi. watched Degrassi. That's how that Degrassi. was where Drake got his start. <laughs> I mean, but it was like it wasn't like so like you know crazy to me because I didn't know who Drake was. I just knew Drake as you know right. the rapper. I didn't know he had yeah. you know was was an actor on Degrassi. I had never watched it, so it didn't have as much you know like that wow effect. As others. And see, when I saw Drake rapping, I was like, what is Jimmy doing out of his wheelchair? <laughs> that was the first <laughs> yeah. thought in my head. <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing That's out here what, rapping? I, you don't. You... <laughs> yeah, I totally remember thinking the same thing. Oh, totally man. I remember. I liked, um, I mean, 
I don't know. If, yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was always on on Nick mm-hmm. at Night, and I loved that show. Yeah, I do love the Fresh. I still love the Fresh Prince. If it ever comes on to this day, I'm still right there in front of the TV. <laughs> Martin sneaking and watching Martin, even though I technically oh, yeah. shouldn't have been watching. Martin. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, was that one of those shows you you had to sneak and watch? Because mm-hmm. it came on well after bedtime anyway. <laughs> what else? Okay, guys. Um, I think we need to take a commercial break, but if we have any callers that want to join us, you can call in at the number. Let me pull it up really quick. Uh. Call us in with your favorite throwback bends. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. of February, the CWR Talk Network is proud to present our special series, Black American Achievement Profiles, honoring the achievement of Black Americans from the past and the present, sponsored by Bass Edwards and Associate Virtual Services Corporation, the leader in work-from-home opportunities. Bessie Coleman was one of 13 children to Susan and George Coleman, who both worked as sharecroppers. When she was 12 years old, Coleman began attending the Missionary Baptist Church in Texas and after graduation embarked on a journey to Oklahoma to attend the Oklahoma Colored Agricultural and Norman University, now Langston University, where she completed only one term due to financial constraints. In 1915, at age 23, Coleman moved to Chicago, where she lived with her brothers and worked as a manicurist. Not long after her move to Chicago, she began listening to and reading stories of World War I pilots, which sparked her interest in aviation. In 1922, a time of both gender and racial discrimination, Coleman broke barriers and became the world's first black woman to earn a pilot's license. Because flying schools in the United States denied her entry, she took it upon herself to learn French and moved to France to achieve her goals. After only seven months, Coleman earned her license from France's well-known Cauldron Brothers School of Aviation. Although she wanted to start a flying school for African Americans when she returned to the U.S., Coleman specialized in stunt flying and parachuting and earned a living barnstorming and performing aerial tricks. In 1922, she became the first African American woman to make a public flight. Tragically, on April 30, 1926, Coleman was killed in an act during a rehearsal for an aerial show. She was only 33 years old. Coleman remains a pioneer for women in the field of aviation. Betsy Coleman, black American history maker and American aviation pioneer. Listen for more black American achievement profiles throughout the month on the CWR Talk Network. Black American Achievement Profiles is sponsored by the Bass Edwards Associate Virtual Services Corporation, the innovative solution to at-home work opportunities by reaching new pinnacles every day with ingenuity, integrity, and class. For more information, call 405-928-3254. CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment, like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group gender-wise and racially. 
that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for No Sleep, Shattering Millennial Misconceptions. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so I want to continue the conversation about millennials and throwbacks. So we were kind of touching on shows that we used to watch as kids, but I want to hear everyone's move, you know, movies that we used to watch as kids, um, only because I went to a movie last night and I saw a preview for Toy Story 4, and I was like, oh, wow, man. that was a movie <laughs> that I definitely loved as a kid, and I thought it was going to mm-hmm. end when they came out with Toy Story 3, and I guess they're bringing it back, so... That was one of my favorites as a as a young kid. What about uh, I was you guys? Just talking to Norvell. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite movie. It's still one of my favorite movies. I really enjoy like adventure movies. You know, like kids going on adventures when I was when I was young. Uh, so my favorite, you know, it's probably like my all time favorite is The Goonies. Um, the movie came out before I was born. I think it came out like a year before I was born, but I didn't watch it until I was like a kid. And, you know, I just really loved that movie. Seeing kids, you know, kind of going on an adventure. Uh, it mm-hmm. really like took me out of my, you know, environment. And uh, I really enjoyed watching movies like that. So uh, that's that's like my all-time favorite. I still love that movie. I have it on uh, VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, I have a digital <laughs> copy. Everything like that, wow. that's my movie. The Goonies. The Goonies never say die. Like that's my thing for real. I've never seen that movie, but I've always Same been told you. that I should. I know. Same I know. <laughs> yeah, and I always I, I wanna be able to get the reference. <laughs> I'm gonna go and I'm gonna watch it and we're gonna talk maybe, about it. <laughs> maybe Norvell can send you one of his copies. Yeah, for the love. Oh, my favorite movie when I was a kid was Baby Geniuses. I loved that movie. Looking at these little babies talking like they were regular people, concocting this plan (laughs) to escape (laughs) from this corporation. I just loved everything about that, and I was talking to my husband about that last night. And I looked on, like I googled it just to see if we could watch it because I'm I'm always going to be a Baby Geniuses fan, and I realize that now. <laughs> and it has like a two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it is like <laughs> like rating wise one of the worst movies. And I'm like, I, I don't care. I love those babies. Those babies were smart and strategic. I bet I was a strategic <laughs> baby too. <laughs> That's funny. What about you, Megan? Other than Toy Story Three. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. So I was gonna say, like, how Norvell, you mentioned that they kind of recycle toys and ideas and. They've definitely done that with movies because I was a huge, I still am a huge fan of like Aladdin, um, Lion Mm -hmm. King, Jungle Book, like all those original movies. And now they've, you know, remade a lot of them. Like I know the one that's coming out this summer is Dumbo. And so Mm -hmm. I loved all of those movies and I still watch them on Netflix because I just think that they were made so great and like the story, I don't know, just great movies. So, and then I go see the new ones because I like to compare and, um, you know, see how they make it into a modern 
like mm-hmm. twist and whatnot. So I would say my favorite was Beauty and the Beast, I think. I haven't seen the modern day version of that. Oh, with um, Emma Watson from uh, Oh, from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, I love Emma Watson from Harry Potter. Yeah, she (laughs) she's really good. I really liked. um, They kind of make like obviously it's more centered around her as a woman instead of in the original where it's kind of more about the beast. But it's a I was very mm-hmm. impressed with it, and the like the special effects and whatnot were really cool. Since that's a hard one because they he's a person, but they have to make him look realistically beast-like. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Um, the Home Alone too, like this past Christmas oh, yeah. with uh, oh. with Google and them bringing I can't remember his name now, but bringing um. Oh my God! Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yes, bringing him back like that is so mm-hmm. nostalgic for so many people. It Wait, is. what did I miss? What happened with Home Alone? I love that movie. What 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 did they I miss? They just had like a. It was like a Christmas commercial of him getting ready in the mirror. It was like that scene where he was putting on the shaving for, or the aftershave in the mirror. Google did like a little promo of that scene, oh. like. Like um, last Christmas, I believe. Yeah. And that. just him using Google Home around the house, like the original house. Mm-hmm. It was genius marketing. Like they right. could not have hit that, hit that nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. It was, you'll have to Google Imagine it, Marvel. It, it, with Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Kevin had Google, imagine. <laughs> First of all, the movie would have been like 10 minutes long because the police would have been yeah. an intruder would have stepped on their property. <laughs> right. That, that is, so my parents said that. They're like, why did no one just call the cops? for this kid like none of the adults in that movie call the cops like when he goes to the store and buys groceries when he goes to the neighbor's house like nobody thinks oh let's call the cops there's this little kid Mm -hmm. home by himself you know what a lot of the movies and shows from that time had irresponsible adults in it like regrets <laughs> their parents never watched them <laughs> the parents... <laughs> like the stuff, they would be in like TPS right now every single last one of those parents from regrets would be up under the jail yes <laughs> oh man so many near death experiences is crazy <laughs> Yeah, you're so right, Shandrea, how irresponsible all the parents were. So you just get to a whole airport and realize, still not realize until you take it off on the plane that your whole child isn't there. No, you're just a bad (laughs) parent. I still want to know what his dad did for a living. They had that big house, you know, everybody's there for the holidays, flew the entire family out to Paris, like, Kevin's mm-hmm. dad sold drugs or something, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, good money. <laughs> what do you do, dude? Or launder money or something like that. Like, there was no yeah. way. <laughs> oh, he was paid. He was paid. That house yeah, was huge. That, that was the beginning of all the questions. <laughs> That's funny we ask questions like that now. Like, hold up. Like, this house is a way too big like you know <laughs> this is super nice dude you guys going where for vacation for christmas yeah. like so Paris, texas questions. right like <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big uh, family too it was it was a lot of yeah there were like 10 of them right <laughs> Yeah, their whole family was involved in whatever the operation was. They had to be <laughs> some type of Breaking Bad operation or something. You know? Seriously, that's oh, uh, a reason I I like to watch kids movies still is because you can you get the perspective of like what your parents had, and I love. Mm-hmm. I feel like now a little more they 
try to incorporate like darker humor that kids won't necessarily catch, but the parents that have to watch the movies will. And I always appreciate that because like it goes right over the kids, but then the parents Mm -hmm. are like, okay, I can watch this and like, it'll make me laugh. Right, right. I really do love that about, and like now, now that I have a child, she's my excuse to go to see these kid movies now. <laughs> and like when I went to go see, um, I think it's Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I think that's the name of that movie. And like yeah. they're just telling, like there are all these little puns for the adults, just like hidden in the movie, and it makes you not hate or not dread having to take your kid like sit through a kid movie because it's just as much the parents movie as it is the child's movie and I Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that a lot more and I now that I look at when I go back and watch like Rugrats or Rocco's Modern Life or Angry Beavers and stuff like that now like I can see where it's stuff that I wouldn't have understood until I was my age now to where, oh, yeah. like, I can see how that's always been a part of, like, the narrative. And I think that's so cool that the writers taking the context, the different generations that are going to be watching these things or, like, the different ages that people are going to go back and rewatch these shows at and see all these things that they never thought of or would have laughed at before because you may have been 10 as opposed to, like, 27 or something. Yeah, some of those shows were, like, obvious with it, though. You guys remember Ren and Stimpy? Yes. That show was, like, <laughs> obvious with the nonsense. Yes, it was. When I was a kid, I didn't get it, but I'm like, something's weird there. Like, something, something's going on right there. <laughs> As I got mm-hmm. older, I was like, dude, what was up with Ren and Stimpy, man? Yeah, that was dark. Uh, it was. The Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was weird. That, that show was current. Messed up. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was that a was Twilight a Zone for kids. <laughs> what else yeah. was like that? You know what y'all hmm. really loved when I was a kid? Cartoon. And it like I used to love cartoons and television shows and movies that would like take me out of my like comfort zone like you know I can see myself being like somewhere else that's one of the shows that did that for me a lot was Rocket Power the kids oh, from like yes. California like skateboarding <laughs> and you know rollerblading and stuff I without a care in the show. world oh man I picked up some rollerblades so I'm gonna go give me some rollerblades <laughs> and it just didn't look right you know this kid rollerblading in the hood you know like dude like what are you doing it lasted maybe like a couple, maybe a summer or so. And I was like, yeah, I got to hang the rollerblades up. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love watching that See? show. Yes, that show was amazing. And I just so happened to live in a neighborhood where, like, my uh, the other kids that I got the privilege of growing up with were, like, even though it was like a mix of hood kids, it was hood kids that were secretly nerdy and wanted to participate. <laughs> In that part of culture, so we watch Rocket Power, and all of us would be out there, like in our brand new roller in our new rollerblades, trying out tricks on bikes, like everything in our little <laughs> small <laughs> little country neighborhood. <laughs> and whatever show was like the show of the time, we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna try that," because we had we weren't in the city, so I guess we were far away enough to be isolated and bored enough to try out all the stuff that we got to see on TV. And it was just so cool to see this whole little neighborhood of little black kids rollerblading and trying to do spins <laughs> and tricks and stuff on the skateboard. That is cool. <laughs> I remember a show that kind of spoke to me like Rocket Power did for you guys. Um, I loved the Wild Thornberries because I was so jealous that she could talk to animals. Mm -hmm. And that was like an escape of like, wow, I wish that was, you know, that was me. I wish I could talk to all these animals. And I loved that she was all about like saving animals and kind of protecting the environment. And that Mm -hmm. was, I don't know, that that was just like a great show for me to watch because I pictured myself as Eliza Thornberry. (laughs) Yes, I know exactly what you mean. 
And funny story, like, (laughs) my husband said he knew he wanted to marry me on our first date when I told him, I want to be like the, I want to be the black wild thornberries, but with people. (laughs) I told him I just wanted to travel around the world. (laughs) I said, I want to travel to different places, and I want to talk to people from different cultures, and I want to document, like, their lives, and I want to do everything the thornberries did, but with people, and I want to include my children and all of that, that show, if it wasn't for, like, that show and them going out and doing that, I probably wouldn't have pursued anthropology and, like, saw the, like, exactly. that there were, was a bigger world out there. It was so cool just to see that. That's dope. That is dope. Yeah, because they lived like in that, a like, van. inspired you guys. Yeah, that is dope. That's dope. <laughs> you guys ever uh, want to so be on those, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever want to be on Arnold? those shows, um, like Double Dare or Legends of the Hidden Temple? Oh yes, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Even though I was terrified of those, well, and I knew that those were like staff <laughs> that worked there, but I was still afraid <laughs> of them to catch me <laughs> and figure yeah, it out. Like... I wanted to be on that show. <laughs> Too. That was like my thing. Like I want to be on like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like see, like that guy messed up. Like he should have went that way. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Why he? I had the whole strategy down. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted thing. to go to. I didn't want to be on any of the game shows, but I always wanted to attend the Kids Choice Awards. Mm. Like whatever, whatever award show I can't remember if they if it was like music specifically or shows, but I loved like all the little pranks they did and getting slimed and things like that. Like uh. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that was the one thing I did want to be with slime. Like I would have like done all the silly challenges. Just don't slime me. <laughs> Ooh, about, Wild and Crazy uh, Kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. I, I was love that What was the one. name of that one? Wild and Crazy <laughs> Kids. That was crazy. You're bringing back memories for real. What about those uh those camp shows? I used to watch this camp show called... My wife doesn't even remember it, but I used to watch it, like, every night when it came on. Called, it used to be called Bug Juice, and it was about, like, kids just at camp. Uh, Did you guys ever watch that show? I... Yeah, I kind of remember. I remember that drink. <laughs> I but, remember the theme song, but I can't remember, I remember any song, particular I episode. I sung it to my wife and everything, and I'm like, you can't remember this? <laughs> like, oh, I don't remember it. I just want to go to camp so bad. Like, I asked my mom, like, send me to camp. You can go to a vacation <laughs> Bible study school. <laughs> you know, like, I want to go to camp like, in the woods with other kids. <laughs> oh, man, you can go down to the recreation center. You, know? <laughs> you, you got to come camp. home, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're going to be spending a night out here in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm mad. I can't remember a real episode of that. But I know the whole, like, I can hear the theme song playing in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to uh, freak you guys out by singing <laughs> it, but, you know, I know about heart. I won't, I won't do that to you guys. I'm respectful. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like a, <laughs> uh, 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 maybe like a, a reality show for kids, I think. That's how I would explain it. But they're like camp. Mm. They have like relationships and have like little clicks and everything. It was pretty cool, I think. That does there remind was, me of uh, Camp Rock, though. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> when they fell in love over a music a musical at a at a camp show <laughs> at a camp rock yep. camp. <laughs> Man, that was a thing. Demi Lovato they definitely made prime. kids want to go to camp. <laughs> they did. <laughs> okay, guys, we will take another commercial break and come back and continue this conversation afterwards. But if we have any callers out there that want to call in, 
be sure to give us a ring at 917-889-8078. listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. month of February, the CWR Talk Network is proud to present our special series, Black American Achievement Profiles, honoring the achievements of Black Americans from the past and the present. Sponsored by Bass, Edwards, and Associates Virtual Services Corporation, the leader in work-from-home opportunities. Bass Reeves was an imposing figure at 6 feet, 2 inches tall, and 180 pounds. He made even the most violent outlaws think twice before they resisted arrest. This, along with the fact that he was a skilled, ambidextrous gunslinger, could account for Reeves' extraordinary ability to round up and bring in multiple prisoners at once. On one occasion, he herded 19 horse thieves to the federal jail in Fort Smith, Arkansas, by himself. Born into slavery in 1838, his early years were spent as the property of the William S. Reeves family of Crawford County, Arkansas. In 1846, the family moved to Grayson County, Texas, where Reeves remained with them until the Civil War. During the war, he escaped to Indian Territory, present-day Oklahoma, where he found refuge among the Creek and Seminole tribes and learned their languages and ways of life. He often assisted deputy marshals with his knowledge of the land as they tracked criminals through Indian Territory. This led to a commission of his own as a deputy marshal in 1875. Reeves became one of the first African-American deputy marshals west of the Mississippi River. Reeves' tracking abilities and skills with a gun soon earned him notoriety with the outlaws throughout the region. He brought in outlaws by the dozens from all over Indian Territory. In 1890, he arrested Greenleaf, a Seminole outlaw who evaded capture for 18 years and murdered seven people. In 1902, he made his most difficult arrest, his own son, Benny, for the murder of his wife. Through a career spanning 32 years, there is no record of Reeves ever being wounded, a feat that earns him the nickname, the Invincible Marshal. Reeves served under seven different U.S. Marshals. He died of Bright's disease, a disease of the kidneys, in January 1910. Bass Reeves, Black American History Maker, Legendary U.S. Marshal. Listen for more Black American Achievement Profiles throughout the month on the CWR Talk Network. Black American Achievement Profiles is sponsored by Bass, Edwards, and Associates Virtual Services Corporation. The innovative solution to at-home work opportunities by reaching new pinnacles every day with ingenuity, integrity, and class. For more information, call 405-928-3254. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. Okay, guys. So we left the most important topic out tonight, which is throwbacks fashion trends which I feel like have already come back around (laughs) to be in style again which is crazy but what were some of your favorite fashion trends that you guys did or saw as 
um, kids. Oversized clothes. <laughs> Just clothes, like the jackets, pants. the denim jackets. <laughs> yes, all of it. Like the boyfriend jeans and uh-huh. the baggy overalls and <laughs> all the different colors, like the Cosby sweater looking thing, that, those color patterns that just the bright yellows and reds and <laughs> all put together. And it's definitely making its way back around. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's it started with, like, the baggy clothes, and then they got, like, I don't know, shrunk, because now it's, like, the skinny mm-hmm. jeans phase. Now everybody's wearing, you know, shirts that don't fit. And then now it's starting to gradually get, like, baggy again, but I just don't get a lot of the high fashion trends with like the super mm-hmm. ugly sneakers that you could, you know, yeah. get, you know, like Walmart and Payless for like, you know, 20 bucks. But then you guys are paying like thousands of dollars for it. I just don't get it. I, I don't understand. Right. That, but... For shoes that look like socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I can throw some socks over some heels for you, babe, if you, if you, <laughs> that's what you're looking for, you know. Make them yeah. look real nice. <laughs> I was going to say, you can make a few thousand. <laughs> I remember um, when I started seeing uh, scrunchies come back in, which are like the, I don't even know how to explain them. They're a type they're of like hair ties, holders. They're like holders. Yeah. With yeah, the little like, fabric not, all over them. Like, yeah, <laughs> like fabric ponytail holders. And I remember... I bought some because I was like, which is so silly, cause, but I remember seeing them and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those. Like, those are a little nicer on your hair because it's not, you know, the, like, it has a barrier to the hair tie and it doesn't break mm-hmm, your hair as much. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, man, this is coming back around in style. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that people were wearing these for the first time. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Body suits. I feel like body yeah. suits was like a late eighties, early nineties kind of thing, and they they started to make their way back into fashion. You do have a point. Same there. with you do have a point. Same with uh, overalls. Mhm, mhm. I've noticed jean overalls are are coming back too. Like they're all hipsty hip and trendy now. <laughs> right, right. And they're usually paired with the nice round sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you just get that, like, spot on? Like, as soon as you said that, I just, like, envisioned, like, Anderson Pox. Like a yellow t shirt oh, overalls yes, with like some circular glasses. About. Like that's exactly yeah. what he had. <laughs> with the fedora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Oh man. I went through a tall tee. I wonder tea what phase. brought it back. Oh man, not the tall tee. See, I saw yeah, the white I am not my proud. <laughs> I am not proud at all. Like, why would somebody wear a tall tee? Like, I don't understand at all. What was I thinking to buy a T-shirt just taller, you know? Just, I I don't know. (laughs) I went through a tall tee phase. Like, the tee was was touching, like, below the kneecaps, you know? Like, I can barely see my pants. I have on 75% T-shirt, 25% pants. Like, it's crazy. Like, what is going on here? Oh, oh man, I know I, exactly what you're talking about. And that they, they looked like what what um when they show old British shows like what the British man used to go to sleep in. <laughs> like like a British yes. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the the pointy hat to go, like with the little fun yes. ball on the end. Oh yeah. Exactly oh, what it was. That's crazy. That is crazy. I don't know. I don't know how that got popped. Maybe Soldier Boy made that popular. Maybe. I don't. Yes, he I can did. remember him being like the the leader. You know, <laughs> he had like two inches worth of shorts showing. You know, and then the rest is tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
Uh, yeah, Crazy. we can, we'll blame that on Soldier Boy. <laughs> yeah, he can own that one. He can he can take credit for that one. Yeah. I remember too, um, Shandrea, Maybe you'll remember this. The um, the like workout pant that you would wear, like the Juicy Couture velvety <laughs> like yes with the jacket and it's like oh. why would you ever wear that out in public but deep people right. did <laughs> right and you'll still see you'll still see people with their juicy pants on every now and then <laughs> <laughs> those last ones yeah. hanging on I just remember Oh yeah. They had a lot. Yeah, I do remember them. Um, so this is a scar of from the nineties for me. Um, there was a movie <laughs> called on oh, what was it? it was it was a Disney Channel movie where it was about a girl that did motocross. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, Moto Sport or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the girl, like, plot twist, the girl pretends to be her brother because her brother gets hurt. Oh. And so she cuts her hair like a, you know, to look like her brother. Mm-hmm. And Little fourth grade Megan thought that that was really cool, so I went no. and got my hair cut like that, no. and then lived with you it. You went and got it like, and your parents oh, yes. approved it. Yes, they they tried to convince me, and I was like, no, I want to be like that cool girl on the Disney Channel movie. And I ended up just looking like Harry Potter instead because I had glasses. And <laughs> it, it was really bad. But, like, that's how oh. much I love that, like, 90s-style movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. And, oh, man. and now I never cut my Disney hair. Channel. Yeah, I don't have oh, my hair anymore because I'm traumatized by that experience that I lived with for a few years. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I had my own traumatizing haircut experience during the 90s, but it wasn't from that. Like, I, I saw my mom cutting her hair like she was, like, trimming. She had a short haircut, so it made perfect sense for her to, like, trim her hair and nothing went away. But I had these mm-hmm. really long ponytails. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to just trim my hair, and it's going to look the same. And I ended up with, like, a little mullet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Had no. a mullet for, like, at least two or three years. <laughs> yeah, the Joe Dirt. Oh, oh no. no. Yes. <laughs> if if Joe Dirt would have had a fro in the front and stuff, <laughs> that would have oh. been <laughs> It was awful, I and I don't ever cut my hair because of that. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I can't say I have any movies that, like, traumatize my hair, but as a kid, my, my dad used to cut uh, mine and my brother's hair because he didn't want to pay a barber to do it. But he wasn't good at cutting mm-hmm. hair, dude. You didn't even try and learn <laughs> anything. He just, like, cut it even, Steven, all around. He wouldn't give me a hairline. And I got tired of getting roasted at school, man, for my haircut. So I told him, like, dude, you can't cut my hair anymore. You need to give me an allowance. I'll take out the trash or whatever I need to do. Give me some money to go to the barbershop because I can't get roasted one more day. My brother didn't have the heart to tell him. I told him. He came home like, this is the last straw. You are never touching my hair with those clippers again. That is it. No, sir. And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's He knew what was up. Yeah. There's no way they'll have to live your life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, thanks for talking about the throwback days. It definitely brought some nostalgia because I haven't thought about all the good things that came from 
the late 80s, early 90s into the 2000s. So thanks for sharing. And we will be back next week on Wednesday to talk about Black History Month. So please join us um, or listen in after. But otherwise, have a great night. You Good too. night. Andrea, watch the Goonies. I yeah, will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>